Hello and welcome to Into the Black Archive, the end of season what happened, season three. Um, it's James Stevenson here, um, Owen Cranston's at the other end of the line, but before we get to him, you might be wondering what's going on because this is the review show. We're not talking about a specific episode, we're talking about the whole series, so that's four episodes to go through, one of them being made by university students. Thanks to the BBC for their incredible ability to keep tape. Uh, we have plenty to go through, including our awards. Best companion, worst companion, best scream, worst baddie, best death, expectation failure. So much to get through. So little time to discuss it. And joining me to discuss it is Owen Cranston, who tried five times to get this intro, and I've done it in one. So what does that mean, Owen? But I still need to do my one line, which I had preparated for this entire thing. With only preparated. three, yes, with only three episodes <laughs> remaining from this, will will this ranking be as easy as one, two, three? What are you, the Jackson Five? <laughs> ABC, <laughs> easiest one, two, three. <laughs> uh. Yeah, welcome along, everybody. Um, as you can tell, it's a late night podcast recording. I've got and, a mug of something, and also. It also proves which I do need scripted things to do what we did last time. <laughs> I actually need to have things scripted, otherwise they just don't go to plan. So what what we've got is the season the season one end of review special we did, or the end of season what happened. Yes. Uh, as I'm gonna start calling them now. Is um we had a normal black archive intro. Two, Owen did um the rave <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> And which was basically chaos, and this is more controlled, but basically chaos again, isn't it? Yeah. So, what my initial, so I've had been busy recently, so with looking at house moving and all that kind of things. So I haven't had any time to prepare for this end of season review. I'm going to tell you what my plan was. Okay. My plan was because it won't work for any other season. So my plan was was to pre-record me doing the intro, but tell you I was doing it live, but then suddenly go to like a play some like dream sequency music and go to me having an internal monologue with myself about whether we can manage to do it with only three episodes yeah it's one of <laughs> to do an end of season review off the back of three full stories and um a recreation is a recreation of a, a one part a recreation of a one part episode as well so it's not even like we've got a full episode being it's remade basically the prologue to to an actual yeah. story <laughs> So God knows, it's so we not need a great be... spread. So essentially, what we're doing right now, we're just filling, so we actually have fi- this episode actually lengthy. Be completely honest with you. So, um, what are we doing for uh, this week's filling? So, shall we do what we did last time and start off with re- rewards? Yeah. <laughs> so last time, how we did this, there was a little bit of miscommunication between me and James, and we were both doing it a different way. So he he was doing it for that one season, and I was doing it for the entirety of Doctor of what we watched. Mm. But this time, we have communicated. Well done, us. And we have decided to come up with a compromise. We will do a reward for this season, but then we'll see if this season's can beat out for previous seasons to see how it goes. Does that make any sense what I've just said, James? That makes absolute sense. So, yeah, it's pretty much a two-part run. We're going to start off with what we thought of just the episodes in Season 3, and then we're going to move on to our full ranking based on what we've seen so far. So yeah. Seasons 1, 2, and 3 all accumulated into one. So you could see us having a debate with ourselves about whether we're right with the overall review, or literally having a debate with us. With I'll probably end up debating myself about whether I'm right or not. Because that's how I roll. <laughs> I'm never saying that again. <laughs> that that really did. That really. I was not expecting you to come up with. That's how I roll. <laughs> that really. Okay. Yeah. Before before the delirium overtakes us, shall we get into what we actually? Before we do get into it, mm. I do want to ask you one question. Yeah. What generally? do you think about, admittedly, this short season? I think it's hard to say about going into our overall season ranking, which I want to save to the end. Mm. So it's really hard to say. Like, the issue is with this one here, is that, yes, we do have four episodes. One of them, however, is a Dr. Light story. Yeah. 
one of them was terrible, one of them was okay, and the other one was also okay. But also, they weren't. They had lots going on in them, yeah. but nothing stood out in particular. So, like last season, we had Dark Invasion of Earth, where pretty much everything stood out to us, like the side characters being amazing or the set pieces being amazing. But this time, it's all kind of just a mush of okayness. Potentially. Um, tell you what, I'm going to try and make this even easier for you. Describe season three in one word. Missing. <laughs> Burnt. Yeah. So, should we go on to our awards then? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, where would you like to start? Should we start at the top with best companion? Yeah, I reckon we. I reckon we should. Would you like to go first and set set us off? So, if the issue with best companions comes down to what I was saying earlier just now about how it's really hard to tell because essentially we only every single companion on this list we only saw for two episodes essentially, with yeah, the exception very of Stephen to get into anything. So we didn't really get to know anyone. It's it is very difficult to review it because nearly every episode we had a companion uh, change pretty much. Yeah, we've had a companion come in or a companion leave, with yeah. like the exception of gunfighters. I mean, yeah, we went from arc to gunfighters with no change, but then gunfighters is the last one we see uh, Stephen in. Mm. So really, there's nearly everything has had some kind of some kind of disruption. Yeah. Um, but for my best companion, we only saw her for one episode, but I've gone for Polly. Okay. That's that's an interesting call. I see exactly why you've done that. Who did you go for? Um, I haven't gone for Polly. Ooh. But I would like to say on Polly that the only reason I've not gone with her is because I've only seen her in one story, pretty yeah. much. And I don't want to make too much of a sweeping statement. I liked her introduction, though. Yeah. I've gone with Stephen. I very nearly did. I I think my issue with Stephen is that enough... It's, quite frankly, it's partly to do with the fact which we didn't really see much of him, much like everyone else, is that just, mm. there weren't really that many standout moments for me. Like, he kind what? of... He kind of... He's... So he brought in up in the chase as being this space, as being a pilot of a rocket ship. Yeah, but they basically, ne- that's his vibe. They never go into this or use that from him. They always just kind of treat him as if he's a normal guy from modern times. And I feel like he's very mixed. Like he doesn't, he seems to change depending on the story. There are issues with him. I, I agree. It's definitely not a perfect companion. I wouldn't put him above other companions we've had hmm. um, in the episodes we've watched so far. But what I will say for Stephen is that initially I thought he wasn't going to be very good. Hmm. And it was surprising at times how good of a character. There are moments in the arc when, you know, he has to, he's the one basically being picked to stand trial, isn't he, in the arc? Yeah. Um, for all the nonsense going on with um, the. Uh, yeah but he has to do that and he steps up there and he shows a lot of um yeah. strength and i like the way as well and this is one of the very few bits of gunfighters i can kind of get behind is uh that he's very protective of dodo when she's there mm. and kind of has a similar thing for vicky i know that's more meddler and that's last season but mm. it's there and i think he's from the episodes we have of him his morals and his principles were fairly consistent, although yeah. I agree it was missed potential in a lot of ways. I think Polly, at least from what I know, at least of her bearing mind, very good scene of one episode, she is saved by the fact she's only got one episode because she can't have the issue which Stephen has where her needs, her, her reason for being changes depending on the plot. Yeah, we haven't got there yet. She, um, she seems to, she's very intelligent very with it she's very involved and that's why i chose her essentially mm. i think her potential from what i saw in war machines is higher mm. than stevens yeah like like i could really like her depending on how many episodes we get but at the same time 
you never know. And I mean, if we're saying that Stephen wasn't able to use his rocket flying skills, is Polly going to be able to use her bartending skills and her typing skills? Mm. So that's going to be the thing which comes up, isn't it? But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, will she will she type to save the universe? Is the real question. I'm I'm wondering. So I'm judging based on what we've just said. So your best companion overall last time round was Barbara. Yes. My best companion overall was Ian. I'm going to mm. assume which our best overall haven't changed. No, no, they haven't changed. No, mine is still Ian. Barbara stays it. Uh, at the end of the day, there's been nothing in season three that gets yeah. to that level. We had Barbara for nearly two seasons and yeah. the majority of the stories were intact. So we got pretty much the full thing. So, worst companion for this season. Well, I mean, I'll go first this time because you went first the time before. Um, I am going to go for this season with Dodo. I did as well. However, I'm also going to put a caveat with that. What's your caveat? We simply didn't get enough to see see her grow. Because I feel like there could have been growth there, which we purely just didn't see. Oh, yeah, that's entirely that's entirely true. But from my knowledge of Dodo... She basically tur- she turns up around the start of season three in some of the lost ones, and we first mm. meet her in Ark. Yeah, and at that point, she's still a bit naive and everything. And then by the time we get to War Machines, she's still a bit naive. So the yeah. character, at least between those two episodes, didn't yeah. really change. I'm not sure whether that's a growth from a different starting point. Yeah, I mean the main issue is just the way she gets written out. Yeah, the way she gets written out is just dreadful. And I just don't feel like it goes anywhere. Like, her character just doesn't go anywhere, really, does it? It's No. Nothing to do with a person playing with her. It's just the character just doesn't go anywhere. It's just a dead end because of how it's written. Oh, exactly. And the problem is with Dodo that it felt like she was always an afterthought. Mm. in all of the stories or she was used to create an issue like in the arc when she effectively causes the um the flu dodo ends up often becoming the issue i mean in war machines she basically gets converted to votan in the first episode yeah so they never really know what to do with her it's not the fault of the actor um jackie lane god rest her soul um it is the fault of the writers on that one um she just never from what we see never gets a chance to shine is it just me, or do they just seem to be constantly trying to... So we both agree which Susan's not the best character, right? Oh yeah, I am totally agree with that. It feels like with all of their woman companions, all their female companions, they seem to be trying to duplicate Susan. Yes. Something which, doesn't, which we've already discussed, which doesn't work. They sort of did it with Vicky. She sort of started to go into her own independent way towards the end of her run. But then they went back and they started doing it again with Dodo. And it's just, every single time I just kind of sit there going, this just doesn't work. Stop trying the same failed thing endlessly. Thing is, I, I don't think it's a failed concept in terms of like, of like the Susan style character isn't like a failed concept. They just haven't got it right yet. And they yeah. seem to not learn from that. Because we had Susan and her problem was she doesn't she didn't get involved enough in the action and was kind of there to scream. Yeah. We had Vicky and she kind of got more involved in the action, but even so she was really an afterthought. A lot of the time she seemed to just be with the doctor. Yeah. But I mean, in Medler, she was kind of elevated in that last episode we had of Vicky into a slightly more mm. leisure role because Barbara and Ian were gone but that was the only reason and now we've moved yeah. on to Dodo who is definitely a worse version of Vicky they tried to make her obviously kind of funny and a bit bubbly and chatty but that kind of gets lost halfway through as well and Dodo just ends up becoming the same flat young wide-eyed character um Polly it's hard to say whether Polly is more of a Susan or more of a Barbara. I think she probably fits into the middle of those. Which I, f- I think could work because you need to have a person. The issue is that they keep going with these characters, but making them really naive. I don't think Polly is that naive. No, Polly has. I think the difference is obviously Susan's like a kid in school. 
and Polly is has a working job. You know, Polly is a woman. Mm. She is an adult woman. She's a young adult woman. She's certainly making sort of her first steps into that world on her own. But that certainly puts her into a much different position than Susan and Vicky. Always and Vicky and Dodo always just felt like school kids, to be honest, in maturity stakes, even though yeah. they weren't. Hopefully, this is an opportunity for um, them to write a more mature character that is just a bit more involved. I think that's the main thing. So yeah, that's that's mm. the companion chat out of the way, including random noises. Who was your last worst companion? Um, my last worst companion gives me. I have to check my. I have all the spreadsheet records here. Um, it is. Well, it was Ian last season, but obviously I don't think that. Yeah. So it's going to be Susan would be my seasonal one, and I've swapped that for Dodo. So Dodo was worse than Susan. Uh, yeah, for me. I haven't swapped them. Wow. Purely purely because I didn't see enough of Dodo. I'll give you that, but but I did see three episodes and none of them were yeah. great. I think if we had more, it would have annoyed me and she would have taken over for Susan's place. But it didn't get to the annoying stage yet. Mm. If that makes sense. Oh, no, it definitely does. Um, yeah, I think the thing with Dodo is, at least with Susan, there was kind of a personality there and she had an obvious relationship with the Doctor and, and in Dalek Invasion, she, she has a really good episode. Yeah. Um, so you have moments that you can cling onto where she's a memorable companion. Dodo, I can just barely remember her already. And mm. we're, that's with less difference in time between the last time I watched a Dodo episode and the last time I watched a Susan episode, which tells you a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. So, settings for best settings. So this is. Ignoring all story for best world building, essentially. See, I the really like this you can ward. see going on. I really like this ward, Owen, because it's very mm. up my alley. <laughs> yes. It's very so me, this ward. I'm fairly sure I know who, because we've got so few stories here, I'm fairly sure I can guess what your best setting is. Yeah. Well, we'll have a guess then. I'm going to guess it's the same at mine with the war machines. It's not. Ooh. Uh, what my, did you choose? my setting's the arc. Okay. And I think the reason it's my setting is because there's really two settings. Yeah. And the difference is, because obviously if you've, we've, you listen to our ARC episode, you'll know that halfway through the story, um, the Doctor leaves thinking, oh, you know, I've solved this flu problem. And then he comes mm -hmm. back and recognises that the flu problem has not been solved at all um, years later. And you get to yeah. see a completely different setting in the shell of the same setting so you can see how things go over time and that's really cool from a setting perspective yeah it's great and the, the way they do it in the production design is wonderful uh yeah i think it's really well done credit to war machines though for the it is great but yeah with it being present day you have to admit that's kind of easy because you've got it i was about to say they did cheat on it <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a cheat it, it is a cheat because they they don't need to contend with you with sort of like different situations like in a spaceship you don't know for rules of that spaceship but in i say in quotes modern day britain you know for rules you know which the civil servant might be a bit up themselves and a bit clueless you can just make that assumption which the audience knows that but with, but with say even past events but especially future events you need to do a lot more world building around it yeah so that... yeah no i i admit which that's a cheat like that's the benefit of though of doing a present day narrative is that you don't have to do all of that um all that structure stuff you don't have to spend five minutes of your script um writing about what the rules are how the gravity is um you know what the customs are and all the things that are important to your story you can just be like look it's london it's now yeah. you know what that is and you can spend more time exploring that and getting into that vibe um and then building your story from there so Mm -hmm. that's not to say it's not a good use of setting or anything but yeah. i think the arc is more impressive as a world building because they had to actually build that yeah and it's really well done which is fair enough i think we're at this point we're seeing it in two different ways aren't we because yeah. i'm seeing most yeah so did that take over your best settings last time you chose northumbria 
um, 1066. Yes. Is the arc better than that? Um, I've actually changed completely, and it's now none of them. Oh. Is it Dalek Invasion? Yeah, I had to go Dalek Invasion. I just... Basically, Are you admitting what I was I did, right last time? A little bit. What, what I did, filling this out, Owen, was um, <laughs> I deleted... I just wrote over what I had uh, for the second yeah. season once and put it in. And then I realised, hold on, I actually can't quite remember what I wrote. So I just sort of went with a kind of new approach and I did yeah. think about it. And it was going to be one of that or Northumbria because that is still yeah. a really good setting. But yeah, I, I kind of felt like when we were doing the season two wrong that I'd probably gone with a left field choice just to be left field. Dalek yeah. Invasion is the best setting. That's not to say Northumbria isn't great. Mm-hmm. It's just that is the best one. So does the Ark replace Dalek Invasion of Earth? No, it's it's Dalek Invasion. No. Yeah, it's that's the best And one. same with what? Same with more machines. No. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't replace that because that's, I mean, that's London, but completely warped, which is, I think, why yeah. that's really good. Yeah. So, flipping it on its head for worst setting. Yeah, the, the worst setting of all. Um, now, I had a long, hard thing about this uh, from all of the settings in this series because there are so many, and after... About one second of deliberating, I decided it was gunfighters. <laughs> I didn't. Really? I chose Mission to the Unknown. Really? <laughs> yes. Why is that? Um, based on one thing I remember from the gunfighters, <laughs> it was such a good <laughs> story. Scene. So... The gunfighters had the side characters. They had sort of like very good rules based on how it all works. I honestly can't remember why I chose Mission to the Unknown. <laughs> Not for War Machines. Um, essentially, the reason why I went War Machine, uh, Mission to the Unknown for it is purely based on time. They didn't have the time to build it up. So it ended up being a little bit flat because their attention was obviously spent on other areas building up the story and building up for new side character for new characters oh yeah there's no there's no huge emphasis on the setting mission but what i do like is just from and this is actually more of a tribute to the um, university of central lancaster big up yeah um is that they actually do a really good production design job and mm-hmm. with the varga plants and everything like that it, it's suggestive that the world outside what we see in the shot is interesting and kind of dangerous and and it has this otherworldly vibe that is quite mm-hmm. nice, even if you don't see the potential of that, because it suggests a lot. And when you've only got 20 yeah. minutes, sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah. I think it's one of those things of if we had the, the Dalek's master plan, the big 12-parter, it almost certainly wouldn't be in the worst setting, but that's, yeah. that was my rationale for it. Yeah, I think it's a fair rationale, but I think the problem with Gunfighters and why I've put it there is that it takes all of the... For a start, this should have been easy because we know what the Wild West was like. We have records of it. So it is, you're not building a new world. You already have the information, but they chose to build the most cliched version of that world. Yeah. There is there is no nuance to that. It's, it's they've gone, ooh, what do people in 1960 Britain know about the Wild West? Let's just do that with nothing mm. else. Like you're allowed to use cliches if you can give them some kind of reason for being original or use yeah. slightly differently. Here, they're just not. Yeah. And honestly, I think I agree with you. I think it should be for, for gunfighters. Is that you changing your answer? I think so. Okay. But was it as bad as your last time's worst setting? Uh, well, my worst setting last time was Planet Giants. No, it wasn't. It's Web nope. Planet. Yes. Um, and yeah, do you know what? Even though I've put Planet of Giants in there thinking... You know what? I read the wrong... Edit this out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shouldn't be recording these at 11 o'clock. <laughs> well, Owen, last series it was the Web Planet, and this series it is the same. Yeah. It's just insane. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't. It's not for lack of ambition, but yeah. you can't get hold of anything. <laughs> Mine is still for sensor rights, just because I think for sensor rights is a little bit of a mess. Yeah, it's definitely messy. It's similar to Web Planet, really. It's very ambitious, but doesn't quite actually get hold of what it's doing. Yeah. Which I think is the same is a shame because I think where Web Planet is just honestly, I think Web Planet was just generally a mistake. <laughs> the sense rights, <laughs> the sense rights actually has some interesting stuff going for it. It's just never developed. Yeah, it's it's like they they sort of because the thing the sense rights everyone's got a lot. There's a lot of rules going on, right? There's mm. a lot of rule building in the sense rights, but they kind of build the rules and they never really develop the rules. Um, although the administrator, phew, what a man. Um, yeah. I like how every end of season special just ends with us roasting sense rights. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and the thing is, I don't mind it as an episode too much. It's not I, terrible. I, I think the thing about the sense rights is that it's just got all of the right things in place, but it somehow gets distracted by a tree, go up somewhere else and just runs towards it instead. <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of like, you know... <laughs> The, the it, whole... gets, it gets yeah. it gets the end episode and just goes ooh you things <laughs> the fact what is it like seven minutes out humans just arrive and it's like hello like, what we're introducing things seven minutes from the end oh uh, god yeah so you're um, sticking with that and I'm sticking yeah. with web planet I think the issue which this season has is nothing sticks. What, like in the mind, do you mean? Like nothing's sticking out enough to take over from our fixed awards, from uh, all over no, awards, if that not, makes sense. No, not really. Well, not yet anyway. There may be some later. But here's, here's how I see it so far. And I think you might mm-hmm. like this analogy that I've just thought of. It's really quite funny. Um... When you see a Doctor Who story, or at least one of the classic ones that we've been watching, don't you find that you just, you watch it, and then you do the recording, and then you come back to the end of season like two or three weeks later or whatever, and Mm. you're thinking, oh my god, I can't remember a single thing about this episode. So here's how I'm starting to think about episodes. Do you remember the Japanese game show Takeshi's Castle? I know of it. So yes. You know of it, yeah. Were you aware of what? Because they did a bunch of mini games in that thing. But you know the mini game mm-hmm. where um, they they dress up as a fly and they they get no. on a swing. Right, I'll explain it to you. They dress up as a fly. They get on a swing and then they sort of launch themselves at this wall of Velcro, and the goal is to stick on yeah. this Velcro wall. That is what a Doctor Who episode should do. It should. I'm stick. just trying to work. I'm just trying to work out if I should stick this random side patches in the podcast. I think you should, um, <laughs> what you should do is break copyright <laughs> and get a clip of Craig Charles narrating a Japanese woman dressed as a fly launching herself at Velcro. And I won't be. So let's move on. For best story end. Uh, do you want to go first this? I feel like I've gone first with loads. I wish... With the best story end, I could just say no episodes because they're all terrible in this ep- in this season. Mm. But I went for the War Machines purely because it's the least worse. Yeah, it's it's a least bad situation for you. Yeah, because we had for War Machines, which not not for War Machines, we had um, for Gunfighters. Yeah, which was just a confusing mess. I'm not entirely sure how it ended. The arc, which was just floating things and just, we're finished now because floaty stuff. And then we had Permission to the Unknown, which by its very nature of it being sort of like a prequel, a precast to an actual episode, doesn't really have its own ending. So there's kind of nowhere else to go other than for War Machines. Because at least it makes sense within the specific rules it made itself. Oh yeah, I can I can get behind that. Although that's not what I've gone for. Oh, did you go mission to the unknown? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, and the only reason is that mission sets up the Dalek Master Plan quite well. Yeah. Whereas I think there are, like you were saying, there are just problems with all the other endings. War Machines yeah. kind of ends conveniently, and then they really contrive Ben and Polly getting into that TARDIS. So we yeah. don't even see them react to it, which is a letdown. Yeah. 
Um, and um, I then, went. Yeah. I watched reconstruction of them reacting to the TARDIS. Hmm. It it was a letdown. You don't need to look, search it out. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reason why I didn't go Mission to the Unknown is because it doesn't feel like it's an ending purely by the nature of it's not. True, but I, if you treat it as separate to Dalek's Master Plan, and because it does have a different name, you kind of have to. Um, it yeah. does its job, which I think mm. none of the endings fully do, whereas that one does. So that's why yeah. I've gone with it. Admittedly, it's not a great set, but I think it's the best of a bad bunch. Mm-hmm. University of Central Lancaster. Big shout out to you again. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> no. Did that take your overall award, though, for best season end? Uh, best story end? Best story end, absolutely not. <laughs> no, so you still went Dalek Invasion of Earth. Of course I did. That is untouched. So last time I had an unearthly child, but I think I'm going to change it as well to a Dalek Invasion of Earth. I, I just think it's... An unearthly child's ending is good. Yeah. That is a really, really good ending. Dalek mm-hmm. Invasion, the way that's handled is easily the most emotive bit of Who. So far. So far, yeah. Like it's it's almost elevates what is essentially a pulpy sci-fi show into a high drama. Like high yeah. drama. It's done really, really well. I mean Terry Nation can write the chase if he wants. But even that won't tarnish the legacy that he did make that. And that is a phenomenal set of stories. So speaking about phenomenal, let's go to worst story end. Absolutely. And I'm just going to predict it now. We're not going to rant about for sensor rights at the end of this. We're just going to say sensor rights and move on. So what was your worst story end? Gunfighters. For this season. I went for the arc. You got the arc? We disagree yes. on nearly everything this season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. interesting. This. So, do you want to go with why you went for gunfighters? I think I pretty much already said why you went for gunfighters earlier. Yeah. Why did you go for gunfighters? I'm going to go for the gunfighters because by the end of it, I was so numb. The ending was incomprehensible. <laughs> I was more. <laughs> I was more relieved. You, you know, like um, when you go to the gym or something. And someone says, get on a treadmill, you're going to do a run. Yeah. And you know that you've got to run a certain distance or for a certain amount of time. And by the last minute, 30 seconds, you don't care about anything else. You just want to get there, right? Your mind is entirely mm-hmm. focused on there. Your legs are moving on autopilot. This is exactly what this is. By the time it ended, I just thought, thank God, a piece of suffering has ended. <laughs> so... I went for the arc because it felt like the entirety of the end episode was a letdown. Like, for other three episodes of the arc were quite high up on in mm. terms of quality. They were all really good. But then it just felt like they it just kind of died in the entirety of the last episode. So whereas um, the gunfighters were just generally pulled way through. So that my expectation of that ending was already quite low. Mm. And it was also... Their ending was only five minutes of utter. Um, yeah, the just... arc, the arc itself, was a very slow death. Yeah, it's the classic, not with a bang, but with a whimper scenario for the arc. It's unfortunate because, like you said, the first three episodes, or maybe two, if I'm being a little bit harsher, mm. are very good. Like even that third episode, though, is serviceable goodness. Oh yeah, third like, episode. You can fine. watch it. It's just let down by the fact the ending to that third part is terrible. Yeah, what they do is they they build up a lot of momentum and they don't quite stick it, and the and the result is it loses kind of all the questions you were asking and you don't quite get answers and so it doesn't feel very satisfying. In, in hmm. fact, I mean, I'm, I'm even tempted to change because from from an expectation perspective, that's by far worse. Than gunfire, which just sort of ends in the same way that it starts or middles. So, did that change your overall award from the Saint Sensorites? No, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) The humans are here, kids. 
<laughs> they they have something to say. It's not narratively important, but they've got something to say. So this one here I left blank purely because this season was so forgettable I generally couldn't think of something for it. Yeah, there are many for, screams. For best scream, I generally could not think of one. I've I have put an award, but I will admit it's a bit of a stretch. Okay. Um, um because during War Machines, um in the warehouse in Covent Garden, Ben goes and does that recon trip, right? Yes. And it doesn't go well, and he's spotted and everything. And then he sees Polly there. And all he does for the next three minutes is scream at Polly. <laughs> like, get out, Polly! <laughs> and I've gone with that entire sequence. It's just like a, a beautiful encapsulation of one man's desperation. To- so... Did that forgettable scream take your best scream? Um, I'll tell you what. I was so unprepared for this, I haven't even checked. Um, uh, your last scream was the scream from the end of the rescue. When they, yeah, I'm when gonna, the yeah I'll falling. stick with scream for the end of the rescue. I'll be ready for this now. I now know what I'm doing. Yeah, um, cool. Cool, yeah. I'm going to stick with the rescue scream. Um, there is something about the ending of the rescue... That, that hits like a kind of the room status for me <laughs> like it's so bad that it's brilliant to watch like i i will at some point revisit that ending multiple times um so i think we're going to have an argument here about what this what a best side character is for the next one potentially yeah there is a there's a potential discrepancy that we could be talking about so I put Corey. Excellent. We agree on something for once. But but <laughs> does he count as a main character as a main character because for that episode he was the main character. I agree, but he is only in one episode. Yeah. That's what I'm going off but which and he's not an official companion and uh, yeah. or at all. So I think our, my definition of side character is anyone that isn't the Doctor mm. and the Companions. And if it we didn't have a villain award, which is coming later, I'd put the villains outside of that as well. Mm. But yeah, I, for me, Corey counts. But because I'm clever, and I also like to tell jokes on this thing, I do have another candidate um, if you don't think Corey should count. Okay, what is it? In the War Machines, I want to talk to you about Professor Crimpton. I want to talk to you about a man. <laughs> whose entire story is just to basically shout about humanity before immediately being converted to not. So, Twitter. Who do you think the best side character was in season three? Corey or Crimpton? Tell us at Black Archive Pod. If you think it's Crimpton, well, seek help. But if you think it's Corey, um, well and done. Does Co- and does Corey count as a side character? Yeah, I will. I'm willing to see both sides of this. I'm going to go with the fact that he is. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. But I can definitely see there's being a debate about this. Yeah, yeah. If if anyone's got any thoughts about the Mark Corey side actor uh, debate, do get in touch. Uh, especially if you're Marco, because I'd love to speak to you about this. Um, please, please visit me. I'm lonely. Um... <laughs> How long of a space do you want to give for editing that out? <laughs> oh, I just wish I could die, which would be for best death award. <laughs> we need to figure out a best death award. I mean, I've got one that I think is fairly easy. Wait, uh, we're skipping ahead. I'm no, assuming no, Dave, skip- Cam- Dave Campbell is still your best overall. Uh, yeah, uh, for me yep. it's David. Um, I would give, I would give a shout out to some of the season one side characters because obviously we didn't have this award yeah. in season one. Um, who am I thinking about in season one? Um, I still think you know that guy in the winter episode of Marinus who was like obviously a bit shady. I still think that's a really good side character because he keeps you on edge. Mm-hmm. And you get very, very interested in, in his actions. So that's a good case of the side character affecting the story, which what they yeah. should do. Um, so, yeah, shout out for that. But, yeah, David Campbell's David Campbell. Uh, it's going to be difficult to beat David Campbell. So 
best death. Hmm. This is the only other one I could not think wait, of an answer for. Wait a minute, have you stuck with um? Yeah, I stuck with David. Campbell. Yeah, you have stuck with David. Yeah, I was just checking yeah. with that. Uh, yeah, good. We can still be friends. Uh, yeah, best best. Uh... <laughs> Are we skipping on to best death? Because I've got best baddie in front of best death. I've got best death next. Oh, we must have a different order. Oh, well, I'll go with death. Oh, no problem with that. <laughs> okay. So you what, haven't what you have thought best of death? the best death. I, the no. moment I tell you this one, you'll think, oh, I'm such an idiot. How can't I remember that death? Like, you will. You'll slap yourself in the face. Okay. It's a proper... So my best death in season three of Doctor Who is the first War Machines test when the machine clearly oh, yes. misses yes. The, the guy yes. and then he just drops dead and it's so bad I thought the weapon was gas it had to be gas to hit him from there yep I agree we yep, have nothing no, else to agree okay so does that beat Carquillion for you um no I don't think anything no. beats Carquillion so best baddie who did you choose um i've gone with votan uh because because there's not an awful lot of great options this that, series to be honest that's honestly what i went for because i didn't even for i'm going to spoil a little bit here even with worst baddie i couldn't really think of anything because all of the baddies this season just don't stand out yeah, at all it's poor the worst baddie for me would probably be the gunfighters fella that's what i also chose uh yeah just just because of Issues for gunfighters. And, and do you know what? I'm so good at reading my own special. I haven't even gone with the gunfighter. I went with monoids. <laughs> and, and do you know what? I will actually go with monoids because they become very one note in the episode three yeah. and four of the arc where they're just like, we dominate now. And there's no real rhyme or reason apart from just we were oppressed before. Yeah. Uh, and so we're just going to be like dicks about it. Uh, yeah. It's not a great spread. I've gone with Votan because it's memorable. Varga plants weren't bad, though. Although no. whether they count as a baddie, I'm not sure. They're not really a living entity. No, and they also weren't really the main... I don't know. Yeah, no. It's it's the side character argument again, isn't it? Yeah, like, when is a plant a villain? <laughs> I think that's a, that's a debate you'll get less purchase with. <laughs> so, for best baddie, does he overtake your last one with the... Uh, Zabi. Uh, no, no, no that's worse. Best, best that, yeah, no, your best baddie was for Monk. Do, 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 uh, do, do you change that? No, I don't change that. It's definitely uh, Monk is the better one. Um, because, the, I mean, the thing with, obviously, the time meddler is he's got that Time Lord aspect to him. He has that mental back and mm. forth. The Doctor, you're not quite sure what his move is. And that's just a better position to be in. Yeah. Um, whereas with Votan, it it becomes quite obvious quite quickly. It's just I'm going to take over the world. We're going to build weapons to do that. Now we're going to launch those weapons, and you kind of just go through the emotions. We've seen that. Whereas with the monk, offers something that no other villain does, including the Daleks. Yeah. So your worst baddie, you chose Zabi. Yes. I chose Mechanoids. Are we going to change from those? I'm, I'm not. not changing. Goodness me, the Zabi. <laughs> I, I get nightmares thinking about them. And not in a um, good way. Expectation failure. The thing which had so much potential, but failed so badly to reach them. Um, An honourable mention to this season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I've gone with... And this, to be frank, not a lot of episodes shocked me like the, there wasn't an episode mm. where i thought either it was gonna be great and it wasn't or it wasn't gonna be good and end up being great so i went with yeah. gunfighters simply because it's so bad that it shatters went... any expectations i didn't <clears throat> choose for gunfighters purely because i i ha went into it thinking it was going to be bad and it turned out to be bad all the way through mm. so for the expectation so at no point did I think this thing's going to be a raving success. Or at no point did I think, oh, I'm quite enjoying this. But I did with the arc. Because during those first two episodes, I'm thinking, this is actually quite good. Third episode, I'm thinking, this is still quite good. I can still go with this. And then fourth episode, it's just... You're just sat there thinking, 
what is yeah. this? I I can't disagree with you on that really. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking the gunfighters is so bad that mm. it goes sort of below the bottom of the barrel of any expectations you could have. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I wasn't as familiar with its reputation as you were. So I, I sort of went as, oh, you know, it's an episode of Wild West, who knows? They're usually better in the past. And yeah, yeah. not this case. No. Um, so last time we both chose for Chase as being biggest expectation failure. Does this change it for you? Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be Chase, hands down. Because uh, that's following up from Dalek Invasion of Earth and it's rubbish. And it's also got for best baddies ever written for Doctor Who. For the entire reason why our best categories is best baddie excluding for Daleks. Mm. The Chase had everything they could possibly go for. And they chose to have um, Count Dracula coming out from a wall. Yes, and the Mechanoids, who you so deeply love. Did you stick with them as well as baddie over... um... Yeah. Yeah. Because they they were just pointless baddies. Yeah, absolutely pointless. (laughs) did nothing. So... Worst thing for Doctor did? Oh, this one is easy. Um, uh, I've written, and these exact words, seek dental help in the Wild West. I put sent for war machines to the BT Tower, fully knowing there's a good chance which for which for, for two technicians whose names I completely forget and Polly were probably up there. Yeah, fine. So he, he essentially sent for war machine to kill them all. Pretty much, he committed some people mentally to death, yes. But by seeking dental help in the Wild West when he could have easily flown somewhere else. Yeah. That's dumb. It's just dumb. <laughs> like, you can fly to the present day where or the future where dentistry is. I mean, dentistry's not great. I hate dentists. But, you know, as ha- compared. Can I ask... Have you just tried to find an excuse to put in the gunfights at every negative category? I've not, <laughs> but I mean, there's a pattern for it, for sure. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I mean, you can't blame me. This episode is like this episode is it, it is, yes, but equally there's other bad episodes here. And not even just bad episodes, there's episodes which are good, but they go bad. Yeah, I agree. But that one's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But even just on a normal level, yeah, you know, with with the War Machines one, there is a chance that people could die. With the Dentist one, there is not a chance it was going to go well. <laughs> so does that replace your overall season review? Um, I need to figure out what I did last time. You which... put most of Rescue, which I don't understand. Just yeah, he was just being a bit of a dick throughout that, and and then when he that's all yeah. he was doing he was just kind of mistreating Barbara and Ian. It wasn't very fun. I'm gonna go with seek dental help because that really is stupid and it's more specific. Mine, mine was throw in threatened to throw in Avatardis, and I'm still sticking that in there. That is a good one. <laughs> the way he does that as well is so sudden. He's just like, oh, foolish boy, <laughs> I'll throw you out of the ship. Um. So our, I think this is one of our favourite ones for let wreck on this now. For one thing, which Doctor Who should never have done and it needs to be fixed. Yeah, I what think... Did you... I reckon we'll agree on this. I put Dodo's exit. Yeah, absolutely. Dodo. I wrote Dodo hypnotised until her contract ends. Yeah. Like the entire ending episode for Dodo, as we discussed on that episode, her her being there just felt unnecessary. It was clear that there was, you know, she was under contract to get paid for a couple more episodes. So they had to find a way to keep her in the first half and then find an exit strategy. But also couldn't be bothered to just renew her contract for two two weeks. Yeah, because didn't they have a rule at the time? And I feel like we discussed this during the War Machines one. Didn't they have a rule at the time where a companion couldn't stay longer than a year? Yeah. That's what Peter Perv said in one of his interviews, which I heard. So that's why he left so quickly as well. Yeah, so they were pretty much holding um, they were holding true and fast to this rule with no yeah. exception. Yeah, this is what's caused the problem. But surely they could have found a better way. Like I, I, yeah. I know it's tricky, but a good writer's job is to work around problems. I mean, that's the first thing you learn when you start entering sort of television yeah. writing because you usually do soaps and 
soaps are difficult to write for because you don't know which actors are available, what plot lines are going on. So it's, you know, that's the sort of thing where you're trying to work out problems every hour because things mm. change. A good writer should be able to adapt to production challenges. This is not an adaptation. It's just a, ah, well, you know, what can we do? And that's not the approach yeah. to take. So does that replace your overall rank it your overall worst oh that was a voice crack yes well Does the, it... yeah i've said in season one i said all of edge of destruction which is valid and season yes. two i've gone with every episode involving a species oppressing another species on their planet you know it's there but i'm gonna stick with this because it's the most egregious error that's occurred with yeah. a major character so far and it's not even close I, I, oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to stick with Susan being for Doctor's granddaughter purely because I think it's got a longer term impact. It does have a longer but term it's impact. Close. I think I imagine it this way. Imagine if the War Machines Dodo wasn't there. It's a better episode. It's not even yeah. nothing changes. It's a better episode because the Doctor has nothing really to hold him back from just sort of investigating present-day London. Why not? And then he can meet Ben and Polly on the way. Yeah. And then we can we can go off with them. Or if you're thinking in a modern way and then a kind of Russell T. Davies way of doing it, you can cross-cut between the Doctor investigating the Wotan stuff and then you can sort of have Polly and Ben's meeting be a separate thing. And though that those narratives can converge later on yeah so enough for awards let's get down to the dirty let's rank these episodes <laughs> let's get down to the dirty <laughs> i mean Can't we do this fast <laughs> let's get do this fast <laughs> oh my god i'm not sure i ever want to hear that mouth again <laughs> Right, let's go to the series ranking and get this over and done with. Okay, so are we doing episode ranking first for this one? Yep. Cool. Um, in fourth place, then, um, I think mm. you know what I'm going to say. Let's say it together. Three, two, two one. one. Gunfighters. Gunfighters. Yay. My God, probably the worst episode of Doctor Who, period. <laughs> no, Planet of Giants. I, I think it could be the worst one. Just because it's Planet of Giants is three parts and the Gunfighters is four. Yeah, it's longer, and that song is awful. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> I honestly think all of our episode rankings are going to be the same. It's episode, possible. not episode three, number three, third place. Who are you giving bronze to? I've gone with Mission to the Unknown. Oh, I went with Ark. Okay, yeah, that's that's where I expected that would be. Um, yeah, Mission. Full credit, obviously, to the people who've gone and made it. It's an amazing job, what they did. To recreate it in that way is exceptional. But we're not really reviewing them. In this case, we're reviewing the script yeah. they were working off. Yeah. And what, what was originally happening in the 60s or as close as we could get to it. Yeah. It does a good job of setting that whole Daleks master plan narrative up. But the fact is, there's not a lot to tie yourself to. Corey's a good character to follow for a bit, but you don't care about anybody else really and yeah your care for Corey is still fairly limited and then around it you're just sort of getting vague notions of world domination out of the daleks and there are other aliens so there are, there are kind of vagities in it as script so the arc i like more because of yeah. the fact they really follow him with the doctor's consequent thing and that's a different idea and it's that's actually a not, good point and it's not carried off perfectly mm. or anything but they go for it and initially it works really well I think I'm going to agree with you here and switch them up. You think you're going to switch them? Hmm. Yeah, it's not to say that Mission's a bad episode. No. I actually think the, the three out of four episodes this season are all right. Like, they're pretty yeah. good. That's the issue, isn't it? They're, they're, all, they're all right, For, aside from gunfighters. Yeah, gunfighters can really get fucked. Um, that can go sit on a cactus in the Wild West. Uh. Um, number two, so we're both... Newly for me, we've gone the arc. Yeah, so this ruins the tension of one. Uh, yeah, yeah, arc's really solid um, until that last episode. And if they'd landed that, that would have been my one. Yeah. Like, they were so close with it as well. So you actually didn't like the arc initially, did you? No, no, I, I enjoyed I, it. I remember you having questions over it. 
I had some questions about the end, for yeah. sure, but I'd liked the setup and I was into it. And then, yeah, the end put a bit of a sour taste on the whole episode, unfortunately. Still decent. Mm. Like, still, I think, worth watching um, to just sort of have fun with it. And maybe with the last episode, you just kind of accept that it's not going to be great. Uh, but yeah, fairly good episode. It's a pretty good story. And then number one is for machines. It for yeah. me at least, it's just for most. It's for most well constructed. It's got yeah, it's got the best structure. It obviously has to introduce two companions and does it really well. It's the best introduction of companions since we started. Um, the whole yeah, I know present day is a bit of a cheat, like we said before, but they use it really well. Um. They play on genuine fears, which is what you should do with sci-fi. You play on things people are thinking about and you realize them and you see how that would work and and investigate that idea. There are issues with it. I do think it does wrap up conveniently. Obviously, the Dodo stuff is fucking terrible. But if you take that out, it's a very good episode. Yeah. It's the most consistent as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely the most consistent. The pacing is pretty good. Um, there are good side characters in there as well, like uh, the main inventor of Otan, whose name's completely gone with me, Crimpton, uh, Sir Charles is funny, but like in that kind of, wow, you really are a dick way, which yeah. is fine. Um, but the, what that means is that there's memorable stuff going on. Like there's the homeless guy who goes to the warehouse and gets a bullshit. There's Kitty. Like you remember those details, whereas mm. the other episodes, it just doesn't stick as well. Exactly. So now we can look at the season rankings. Who are you giving bronze to? My bronze place is season two. I agree. Season two has two good episodes in it. Yeah. With Dalek and Time Meddler. Both are really good, but they're the only real ones. And episode three... Uh, what was I ranked for? Space Museum's okay, but at that point it falls. Yeah, so you've got those two. You've got the two good ones. Then you've got for the other until you get to the halfway point, which are middling, and then you just got terrible ones. Yeah, so the the consistency's pretty poor in that season, and there's just well, the consistency's quite good. It's consistently bad. Yeah, almost. But then you get those, you do get those anomalies that are really good, yeah. like Dalek and Time Meddler. Um, with this series, admittedly short, like I say, it's pretty consistent. War Machines is solid. Arc is pretty solid. Mission's all right. The way which I've been looking at this season, at least, is that you've got three fourths of it are good. Yeah, three fourths are more than watchable. So, what's your second? Uh, my second is season three. I agree. There's not enough there for us to give it top place. Yeah, it's some good stuff in there for sure. But yeah, like like you say, the fact is um, season one's got a couple more stories in it. Season one feels more full and more complete, mainly because we get the majority of it. And, and we also have the time to get for Nova characters. We don't in three purely because they don't exist. Yeah, everything's built up. In three, it's just very scattershot. I mean, if you'd seen the whole series and we had the six stories that we're missing, then that would be nice. But from what we've got, it feels very scattershot and mm. not quite there as much as season one was. Exactly. Which means top is season one, obviously. Yeah. So that brings us to the end, doesn't it, of this season? Yeah, season three. Final thoughts? I am so tired. We need to not record these so late. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 10 to midnight. Um, so what do you rank this season out of 10? I'm and this in typical Black Archive fashion. I'm going to give it a 7. I think it's all I right. I think a 6, purely because we need more there. Maybe. I think the only reason I'm pushing to seven is the fact that Mission is there and it's really well recreated. Yeah. So there's kind of, I do feel a sense of um, attachment to it because you can tell how much love went into the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think objectively it's a six, but I'll give it a seven yeah. just because that bit's nice. But as we come to an end of season three, a little door opens with season four with 
less completed episodes. <laughs> we will go on to series four, which has zero completed episodes. The last episode of yeah. um, Hartnell, a new doctor, new companions, new scenes, still black and white. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. If you want to contact us, tweet us at Black Archive Pod, or you can email us blackarchivepod at gmail.com. Do you have anything else to say, James, before I go uh, to bed? Yeah, I'd like to th- <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody who has stuck with us for three seasons now, my goodness, uh, and is hopefully going to stick with us into the very animated um, fourth season. There's quite a few animations, <laughs> uh, which is lucky, so we'll have quite a bit to talk about still. And there's some special episodes as well lurking around, so we'll still have yeah. a bunch to go through. Um, yeah, I'd like to specifically thank the one person who's listened to every single one of these. Uh well done <laughs> we'll find a way to send you a medal or something also just on james's note if anyone's listening from our emergency podcast thank you so much for listening to that one there that one there's got our most amount of listens yeah that's so true, far actually. and it has only been out for a week at the point of recording as it's already doubled our average listenership for most of our podcast episodes so thank you so much for listening to that it was generally done on the day it was announced, it was a massive rush. I think I got James <laughs> to record it while he was still at work. But yes, thank you so much was, for listening to that it. That was a bit of an interesting one. <laughs> but anyway, that comes to the end of that. So thank you so much for listening to season three. We'll be back w- with season four next time. And if you came here for Modern Who, stick here for the classic Who. That's how it goes. <laughs> we'll be back we'll with be some We'll be here more. for a while. We'll be here for some while until we get to the modern home. <laughs> God damn it, why did we do this? Uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll see you for season four in a couple of weeks. Until then, good night. And remember to subscribe to get notified when they come in. We really have no structure to these, do we? Nope. <laughs>